All right, cool. We're live now, bro. And we're live. All right. What the fuck is up, guys? All right. Welcome back to episode nine. Episode nine, yeah. Yeah. So we're episode nine, and uh, we are here with our buddy Austin, and Austin is going to tell us about uh, Ernie's Bar that just opened up in Cibolo. He's going to talk about um, basically giving advice and how he got to where he's at now. Uh, and if you haven't been to Ernie's yet, fucking check it out, dude. It's fucking awesome. It's great. It's a good time. And they got even these little fucking, they got these glasses that you can fucking stick and you just see beer flow up, man. It's pretty fucking dope. But now, uh, without further ado, Austin, you want to introduce yourself, brother? What's up, guys? I'm Austin Schlauder, um, owner of Ernie's Patio Bar in Cibolo, Texas. Um, super hyped, man. I actually just started the, the whole journey. We've only been open for three weeks and... It's been a big success, and we just look to keep on, you know, fine-tuning that whole system and getting more live music out there. It's just cool. It's cool to have something that you can, you know, chip away at and finally get to the actual final product, and, you know, I'm having a blast just starting. So. Yeah, we, we, we fucking notice, man. Like, you just draw this crowd and this, like, this aura. Or stig- what, a stigma? Is that no, right it's, an, it's an aura. It, yeah. That's a solid way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, like, you draw this crowd, and every time you go in there, like, you can go you go to certain bars, and you can see people just, like, pissed off or, like, you know, just really upset, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. you're like, all right, this is killing the vibe for me, you know? Like, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. You go into Ernie's, and then you see fucking everybody having a good time, having genuine conversations, networking, which is a huge thing exactly we it's do what too. it's for absolutely so and you i think you found a great setup i think that you know you're fucking doing your thing man i'm, I'm i can't nice. be happier for you brother one thing that i i really like about ernie's too is you know we have multiple bars throughout Ciblo and shirts yeah and every time you go there it feels like a high school reunion yeah which man. which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it gets old seeing the oh, same yeah. faces all the time with absolutely. ernie's it draws all sorts of different crowds like you walk in there and yeah you see a couple people from high school but then you see like people's parents and and teachers and just this huge array of of different people and it just it adds to the entire setting because it's a bar for everybody absolutely yeah Yeah. no it's so great bro like um i just fucking found out josh josh redis works yeah yeah Yeah, he's one of the best bartenders i got he's fucking great dude Dude, he really is man i've never he that man's got a good heart like he really does man he knows everyone too which is a plus i mean that's a bartender's skill right there exactly absolutely know your clientele that's rule number one (laughs) but yeah i was thinking about you know how you're talking about like some of these bars in your hometown can be more like family or not family reunion but like high school i guess family too but high school reunion type and that's kind of what was my biggest fear actually whenever i started actually designing the bar was I wanted different areas to be and different vibes in the exact same properties. So, you know, if you see someone from high school you don't really want to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can kind of get off in a different area. You don't have to be like exactly. smack right in the middle with them. I mean, you can say what's up to them, parents and things like that. Um, oh, we got someone at the door. We got a visitor. <laughs> a little visitor. Maybe this is like a thing that y'all should like. Maybe it's the, the cops. <laughs> Maybe it's the cops. Who is it? Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're recording. Yeah, we're recording a podcast. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. No worries. Trying to get some solar power. It's a little commercial yeah. break. A little commercial break. Yeah, that's a, that's the second person that came by for solar power too. Like, I guess yeah. that's like a going up thing. Or whatever. It is, man. It's, it's, it's tough. The ones are insane. Is she still there? 
Okay. And you just <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dude, but yeah. Sad. Anyway, man, like you know, uh, where are we going? Like you were talking about, like you know, yeah, high school. No, I was just talking about how I laid it out and and how it's not all just one big giant place to where if you do run into somebody that you not don't necessarily want to be drinking around or anything, there's just multiple different spots to hang out and chill. So you know, everyone's not like under a spotlight, if you will. Um, but yeah, exactly. That like initially, like actually building the place and thinking about okay how like what people I'm gonna have and how am I gonna have them there to have a good time I, I definitely put a lot of thought process into it so absolutely I'm man. hoping that you know that that shows for sure bro you can only grow you know like you're gonna have your shitty oh, business days and stuff like that it's for a sure. part of business right but absolutely. money comes money goes all that shit and you're still gonna be growing man uh, we just talked about word of mouth and and uh, like it like someone that likes the bar like we do love it and we can literally like like talk to this person they're like oh cool like i like the nightlife i like nightlife like i'm like check this place out yeah. and then it's it literally like oh i like that place too and it just goes trickles down the line you know sure. but yeah and, that, and that's kind of one thing that i really like about ernie's it's in there's a lot that i like about ernie's you guys are going to hear about it oh yeah um there's this transition throughout uh throughout the night where you go and you yeah. just he's proud to talk to me. <laughs> but it was the first night i ever went in you know, they were playing the fight and everything, the lights were all on, and it was just like, oh, this is a very welcoming and inviting place. Yeah. Where, you know, people, family can come and chill and have a couple of drinks and then go off to dinner or whatever. Literally, as soon as like 9 o'clock hit or something like that, the lights turn off, the music starts playing, and I'm just like... Oh, yeah. What yeah. I was like, what the... I'm like, am I in the same bar right now? Oh, this place yeah. just turned up. <laughs> yeah, and it just, the vibe completely changed. And that's that's, I think... The fact that you offer two different kind of atmospheres yeah. is something that uh, customers can really appreciate because some people might want something that's a little bit more low key yeah. and kind of just want to chill, talk, yeah. and then you have these other people, younger group or just groups that are wanting to have a good time, mm-hmm. and that's where that nightlife transition comes into effect. And man, does it come into effect? It really does, man. Another thing I'm gonna hype you up about <laughs> is uh, when I when I went in, I was like, all right, let's see how this bar is, right? So. I went in and I see nothing but like pretty ladies and shit everywhere, bro. I'm like, this is the place, man. This is where I need to be. We do have it for sure, for sure. Oh my god. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have that, man. You know, like, uh, it, I mean, it's cool hanging with the guys and shit, but you know, like, ultimately, I'm like trying to look at some shit as well too. I'm like, oh, she's really pretty, like, like you know. It, mm-hmm. I mean, you are too, bitch. I'm not, I'm not pretty enough for you, bro. Goddamn, I thought it was a date. Nah. You were buying me drinks and everything. I thought you were taking me home afterwards. Hey, man. That's a no, but yeah, that's exactly. I mean, y'all both hit right on the right on the nail. Is uh, like, I definitely thought about that as well as how we're gonna transition from this like family oriented place to this kind of new upscale like hit place at the end of the night. And that transition we're still working on. I definitely like right now we have just one switch to like literally turn the lights from completely on to like half of them off. So I'm trying to get them to like kind of dim in there a little bit. Oh, you yeah. know, transition the music a little bit more easier because. We do have that family vibe in the middle of the day, and it's very welcoming. But then, when you know everyone's trying to turn up at the end of the night, it's like a flip of a switch rather than like an easy coast into it. So, oh hell yeah, I'm definitely bro. you know trying to work on that. I mean, trying to work on everything really, but that is definitely one of the, like my my focuses is like okay, how are we gonna get this vibe to like kind of coast into the night? And um, either way, it's working out right now. But it is pretty cool to also have you know so many different. Um, people, I mean, I have like literally my third grade teacher coming tonight, and then on Friday night, I have 
a whole group of chicks that are about to come out and have a good time. And it's like, how cool is that, that I can build a place where literally from, you know, families that are living in neighborhoods to, you know, chicks and, you know, dudes from colleges and things like that coming out for a good time at night. It's just, I mean, that's exactly, that's exactly what I was um, trying to accomplish and, you know, yeah, we're man. still fine tuning it, but it's it's pretty cool vibe. It and that's is. the thing; it's it's a constant learning experience. I I can only assume, you know, just like anything in life, yeah. um, you're constantly learning every day that you're doing it and and growing and becoming wiser as as you continue to do it. So, dude, absolutely. Yeah, man. I, like anything with business too. Like I mean, like you, like you have your own. We kind of have our own thing right here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see things that like mess up, and you know, not that's not going to do happen again. You know. Yeah. Like, but things you don't think about right away. It's just learn learning uh, learning curve. You like know? the solar people kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just like, all right, well, maybe I got to put a sign on the front door that says, but you know, and then we're the exact same way. You know, for for us, um, that back area, um, for it's. There's a couple of doors that are for employees and a couple of doors that are for customers to walk through. And the layout's actually pretty cool, but a lot of times we do have customers like opening the wrong doors and like kind of being behind the bar. And so just like yeah. you and just like me, you know, we figure out where you got to put signs here and there to make the whole system like run even easier and smoother. And it's cool. I think, you know, to kind of open up the whole subject on it is, um, you know, that's one thing that really drives me to be a business owner and to be in business is like, you know, I was going to school for business and the biggest, uh, the biggest like cringiest thing for me was that I was going to be just doing a small job in a cubicle working in nine to five, Absolutely. only doing a certain bit. And in business for me, I have so many different hats that I have to wear Yeah. and um, that just keeps me on my toes and it keeps me hungry to just learn something new every day because I have to. If I don't, then... Um, my businesses will start to go downhill and things like that. So I think that's the coolest thing about starting a thing just like this and, and just businesses in general is like you have this like constant grind and you end up creating something that wakes you up in the morning real early and instead of being groggy, like I'm now, I'm like getting that coffee as quick as I can. Yeah, like get the fuck out the door and get to the damn place to grind and yeah, get after man. it because the more harder that I grind and the harder things that I do um, I feel like that's what will really really push me in the end so. absolutely you're absolutely right brother yeah. yeah you have to have something to wake up to in the morning and, exactly. and you know you have, you have this fucking this empire that you're continuing to build right and the shit's like it doesn't take one fucking day to build an empire and you know oh, what I'm saying like you know exactly what I'm talking absolutely. about too you know what though I think it's <clears throat> you keep saying empire but yeah. I remember when we were talking he said something else he called it a legacy yeah, so, so an empire as in like building that business up, right? No, I know. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But a legacy to leave behind. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Something something that's going to make your name stand out. I mean, and, and obviously the Slaughter name stands out. We all know. We all know. And so I feel like this bar is just going to be something even greater for, for him to leave behind for you know, oh, future generations. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, me and my buddy, I, I was, when we were chatting the other day, I was talking to you about my buddy Christian that, mm-hmm. that is um, one of my best friends. And he, we were talking about that, that like you, um, you can't necessarily be so focused in legacy and you can't be so focused in what has already happened. And there's a big balance to it. Um, and this can get, kind of go down a rabbit hole real quickly. But um, I think with legacy, um, that's kind of just a byproduct of me really finding exactly what I want to do in life. Because then if I find that, then my legacy will naturally be what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's 
the coolest thing about actually finding a business that you really, really feel like you're meant to own um, is like even a lot of this, a lot of these decisions that I've had to make are just straight instinct. And I like to use that word a lot because I feel like I use it a lot. I, I use my instincts a lot and I feel like if you're having to use your instincts a lot, that means you're right where, you know, the guy up above really wants you to be. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so I think you, it is, um, sorry, I didn't mean no, to you're good. No, no, no. I just think that's just like the whole thing behind a legacy thing is I've actually found what I feel like my life is actually supposed to be about. And, um, you know, again, the byproduct of that is going to be this cool legacy that I leave on. Absolutely. Um, now kind of going off the whole instinct, would you say that a lot of, uh, a lot of the choices that you've made and, and a lot of things that you've done, has that been a lot of trial and error? You know, actually, um, hmm, that's a really good question. I think, I don't know necessarily as much trial and error. Okay. Um, like, uh, yeah, because I really haven't had much trial and error. I mean, I've only been open for three weeks, so a lot of it just seems like, um, you know, I'm, I'm using my instincts and whatever hill or valley I got to go through, um, I just stick true to what my instincts are. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of times, like, I'll have an idea of, okay, like, this should be set up this way, whether it be the bar, the patio, the tables, or whatnot, and a lot of times, whenever you go with your instinct, then the first thing that pops up is what went wrong with it. Yeah. And that's not, I guess it is trial and error in a way, but um, I don't really focus a whole lot on the trial and error part. I just focus on trying to make the best decision and then whatever holes are in the game, I just try to adjust as quickly as possible. So it's more so of just having a focus and just following through and seeing it to the end. Yeah, it's more just like in the present, not necessarily like trial, error, what happened back then, what happened now. It's yeah. more or less just like a constant like present, decision yeah. and I think the biggest thing for businesses especially small businesses is being able to adjust I mean throughout COVID throughout snow throughout all this wild shit that's actually going on um, it's very very important to kind of like stick true to like what you're doing um, but also be adjustable at the exact same time absolutely um, like it's it's pretty big to be and that, that kind of brings me to another question um, especially talking about COVID and everything yeah um what made you want to open up this bar? Like in the midst of everything, in the yeah. midst of all this COVID bullshit and whatnot. Yeah. What was, what made you want to do it? Well, I can kind of go back to the the very beginning and, and how it all kind of went because the way you asked me, it sounds like I like pulled the trigger while we were going through COVID. <laughs> no, no, no. That's I know that how, this was like years. Yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. So like, I I started working on this in 2017, okay. and. Um, you know, uh, one of my buddy's dads gave me the idea. We were out drinking at Old Main across the street, and I was telling him I want to open a small business, and um, he's like, dude, why don't you do something? That building has your last name. Like, see, see what's up. And then the whole thing just started going on. I asked my grandma. She allowed me to inherit it early. Then I asked my parents if they could help me out. And, and throughout all that, the, the process started. Yeah. And it took from 2017 to 2019, um, <clears throat> A just, lot of cleaning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the building hadn't been touched since 2000, so there was a lot of old product, old feed store product, grains, salt blocks, pesticides, all that stuff. So it took a long time for us to actually clean the property up. And then, like I said, that was 2017, 2019. Then 2019 to about 2020, the beginning of 2020, was a lot of design and loan work. So I was just with the architect designing the whole thing, seeing what we wanted to do, and then... Um, you know, once we actually got the loan started, which, I mean, the loan process takes a good, like, three, four months to even just yeah. get yeah. going, 
and then another three or four months goes by just to actually get construction and get all that going. So that whole time, that whole thing went way before COVID, uh, probably like four or five months before COVID even started. And then, you know, we started doing construction and we're, you know, talking like pouring a slab for brand new restrooms in a patio. We're, you know, putting in water, electric. I mean, the whole thing had to be completely redone um, on the mechanical engineering side of things. And so um, while we were doing that is actually when COVID started. So like I was saying, like I had already pulled the trigger on the loan. We had already started working and grinding. I'd already been like three or four years into the motion of grinding on this thing. And then COVID happens. And, you know, of course, there's like a little bit of a clinch like a little bit of like a oh shit yeah, moment, you know fuck, what I'm saying yeah. like, well fuck what's gonna happen yeah. or are we gonna be able to open and to be honest it sounds so weird and, and some people might have the exact same feeling but I felt like COVID was almost a blessing in disguise because um that really slowed my niche down my market down a lot and that gave me uh to be honest a perfect time to open up this thing and, and to be grinding on it through COVID I mean none of the bars were able to be open through COVID and I'm over here just sitting like grinding on opening. Oh, so yeah. So we actually, it's, like I said, I mean, three weeks um, before this date right now, what is it? Um, May 12th. Yeah. About, um, we opened up April 14th or 15th. And so that was um, a perfect time. I mean, right when COVID was, you know, it's still here, I guess, but you know, in Texas, it's very, very lenient right now. Oh, yeah. and a lot, a lot of things are open. So I'm glad they like they kind of like started opening everything back up too. Yeah, so you get more of that active lifestyle, more For people sure. coming in. Yeah, you need so it though. You everyone it. was like so blocked up in their house, wanting to do things, wanting to see live music, and wanting to go out. And then you know, right whenever COVID really, when Texas really opened up, I had a couple months of finishing up the the construction side of things, and then boom, like right on the dot and so um yeah i always talk about covid and, and even the snowstorm and all that that was wild kind of being a blessing in disguise i mean for a lot of people it was a pretty hard time but for me it was a time of focus and a time of just grind 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 absolutely and uh it all i mean i'm a big believer and uh and everything happening you know for the right the right reasons and the right time and and man did it did not smack me in the face. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? That, I mean, that, that shit will, will humble you. And life has a way yeah. of doing that sometimes, man. Uh, unfortunately, and when you don't fucking expect it either. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, uh, one thing I was going to talk to you about was like, like, what did you think about all the planning? Did you think that it was going to take that long in general? Did you, or did you think that like, oh, we can get all this shit done immediately? Yeah. Like, you know, get it going. Um, I mean, as someone that's inexperienced with construction and very, very like hungry to get my profession going. Yeah. Of course, I thought it was going to happen half the time. I yeah. thought it was going to be open in two years rather than four. <laughs> but now that I'm on the other side of it, I thank God every day that it took yeah. long because, you know, I've explained it a couple of times too, but um, like... Throughout all those hard times and those ups and downs and COVID and snow and it taking longer than I expected, just made me uh, appreciate what I've built and appreciate like the grind and all the sacrifices that actually happened. Um, now looking back on it, I feel like I hold my business to like a higher standard. standard. Yeah, 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 exactly, because it took me that much more to get to it. And I think it prepared me for the future as well to know that like whatever I, have an idea or have a business idea that I want to start or whatever it may be, whatever timetable you um, you plan for, you might as well just double that shit. Oh, absolutely. Because right. um, I think it's better to like 
surprise yourself rather than let your expectations for your own self down. Um, yeah. And that was one thing that before I opened up the business, I would always kind of um, was always a big like doubt in my mind. It was like, oh, I thought it was going to be in two years, but it's not. Hell yeah. And I always thought about what it wasn't rather than what it was. And that's, you know, maybe for your listeners might be the actual key to this whole thing is like figure out, try and figure out how it is supposed to be a blessing rather than not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And sense. And I think that's a big thing to flip in your mind. If you flip that in your mind, um, your capabilities and your options broaden. Oh, like, absolutely. It's, it's actually crazy. So. And, and it's so funny because like you said, this took, took you four years, right? Yeah. So it was a long process, but at the same time, like you get to view things from every different angle. Oh, so you sure. know, like you went into a smooth transition and it look at look at what you got, the shit's fucking operating, bro. Oh, yeah. Like 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 top tier, right? Absolutely. So like it's fucking um it, I I agree with you hundred percent when I think that uh you like being grateful as far as like how long it took, even though you wanted it faster. Yeah. Um, but you know, a slower progress means you get to really fucking think about like what's happening. Yeah, as as things are going on, that way shit doesn't fuck up. You know Absolutely, what I'm I think um, I think whenever you're first starting out, the biggest thing is I mean, a lot of people use the analogy of being a sponge and and just trying to soak in as much and learn it, learn as much as, like that goes on in the whole process to do these things. Um, again, for the future, that's that's one of the biggest things is just to learn, learn, learn while we're young. Absolutely, you'll be able to um, you know progress even easier as we go on forward. Now, now uh, we were talking the other day about uh, you doing BJJ, right? Yeah, yeah. And how definitely. how that's influenced you and helping yeah. your mindset and like being calm and holding your peace and and really just having that clear clear head. You know what I'm saying while you're doing this? Absolutely. I now, think you could like kind of see me smile about it because yeah. it just like gets me going. I I love jujitsu and what I told you guys the other day is like I devote a lot of I. I credit and devote a lot of what I'm doing to jujitsu. Absolutely, um, it's wild. When I first started, um, you know, my other couple roommates and uh, a good friend of mine uh, got me into it, and I would always tell them, like, "Dude, look at all these things that we're learning in jujitsu, and like, look at how they like transition right into your life in almost every single situation possible." And uh, they were always like, "Dude." I, we were telling you the whole time, and your dumbass wouldn't get on the fucking mats. <laughs> so, so it's like now that I'm on, now that I'm on the mats, and now that I'm learning all these things, and you know, I can see how they all transition into your everyday life. I mean, whether it be your profession or your relationships or your friendships and, and spirituality, and how like peaceful you are inside. Um, the jujitsu is an all-in-one for, in my opinion, it's an all-in-one um, thing to do. Whether it be you know, working out, um, learning self-defense. Um, and then like I was talking to you guys about is like more the mental side of things. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, it's a weird transition because a lot of times when you're starting out in jujitsu, you're always going to be getting tapped and you're always going to be kind of like, damn, I don't want to get tapped out. <laughs> and a lot of times to not get tapped out, your coach has to be there. And, um, one, one thing my coach always kind of explains is that like, you know, while we're here on the mats, like I can be over here explaining to you, okay, you need to like get an overhook here, sweep them this way, shuck them this way, you know, all these different things. But whenever we're out in daily life, like he's not gonna be there telling me, you know, all right, go up, down, left and right. So I think that's one of the biggest things that um, uh, that I kind of learned. This kind of transitions back into the instincts sort of thing is that um, you know I learned how to do all these things, and then whenever I go out 
into real life, um, I'm not constantly asking someone like, should I go up, down, left, or right? I'm using my own instincts and yeah. I have that confidence, that self-confidence inside because I've been in crazier situations on the mats than I have been in real life and you just work through them and, and uh, you know, use your instincts on how to get out of these different situations. It's a, it's a definite like stress manager, right? Like, absolutely. So stress management is huge. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Whether in like in life, business, like whatever the fuck you're doing, like it's still gonna, like stress is gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And, and I prefer to operate in a, a stressful environment rather than a fucking boring one. Oh, I do too. Because, you know, you know it's, it's either get 100% in or get 100% out. Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the thing is, like, it, it's how you go about it, though. Exactly. It's, it's all and, about your attitude. Yeah, and that's why we brought up stress management. So Absolutely. having that release of, like, oh, dude, this is what, like, I'm fucking worried about. This is what I'm, like, anxious about. This is what I keep thinking about. Mm-hmm. You have that outlet to go to, right? And you have the mentorship. Absolutely. Through people that that are, are, are greater have been doing it longer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, more experienced, more wise, and then you get to see like you know like the lessons that that they were taught, and then they get to be like your your mentor and teaching you the same thing. So they're teaching you valuable life lessons as you you're training. Yeah? It's wild. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times like um, one of my coaches is like, "Well, you have to be balanced here, or you're pushing too much." forward and that's why you're getting swept over i can't tell you how many times they give me a jiu-jitsu thing or a jiu-jitsu lesson yeah that just has everything to do with jiu-jitsu and i take it in i'm like dude that's what's been fucking up with me my entire <laughs> life like day to day like holy shit that just like are you even talking about jiu-jitsu at this point <laughs> right is that even a jiu-jitsu thing or are you just fucking, telling me what i need to do in my regular life fucking mr miyagi yeah. it's so wild i mean and it and it can kind of sound a little cheesy sometimes but it's real. It's so real. Um, I literally tell everyone, I'm like, dude, I would love to see you on the mats because I've seen my own progression by just hopping on the mats and I can see where you know people can use help in their day-to-day life or whatever it may be. And I'm like, look, dude, if you want to figure it out, like, get on the mats, do jujitsu. I mean, any mixed martial art is going to be an excellent way to you know be stress relieving and all these different things. But um, I think I told you all as well while we were chatting is like, Jiu-Jitsu um, is a little bit different than striking and mixed martial yeah. arts where you can go 110% in Jiu-Jitsu and, you know, just by a simple tap, um, you know, everything is gone. Nobody's hurt. Everyone's yeah. just it's chilling a, like some homies. But It's a safer way to do shit. If I go 110% yeah. in Muay Thai or boxing and I I hit your chin at 110%, you're going to be seeing some some stars, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And so everyone's like that. I mean, yeah. every human is that way. Yeah. And so I that's what I love about Jiu-Jitsu is that... Um, and I think that's maybe a reason why it's such a big stress reliever is um, because you can go 110% and, you know, I'll, you get all that anger out. I mean, every single bit inside of you that is like just tension from whatever it may be, um, whenever you're done with jiu-jitsu, you have this like runner's high that Hell is like multiplied yeah. by like 10. And um, it really does transition into your, your entire day. I mean, that's one thing. I mean, I guess my schedule kind of rolls that way with owning a bar but i love to get in there we have an eleven thirty class and i love to you know start my day out you know you know jot down goals and things like that and then i head to that class and after that class i literally feel invincible i literally feel like whatever can be thrown at my way um literally anything it's not going to be as bad as this purple belt or brown belt or even black belt for that matter that mounted me and was suffocating me. Oh, like, yeah. there's gonna be, there's nothing that is going to um, top that stress-wise. 
So I think that's why um, jujitsu is the way it is when it comes to stress relieving. Is Absolutely. You just don't have any more stress left. You have no more tension. So everything that comes your way after that is something that you take in and you just methodically work your way out of it and life goes on. But you know, and, uh, and that you brought that up, right? So like, um, like we were talking about stress management as well too, right? But at the same time, um, it's so funny to like, like, all right, so my buddy, uh, Devin, uh, he's been doing, he does uh, Muay Thai and BJJ. So yeah, I think he's ranked number seven in, in Texas Shit. Uh, for uh, Muay Thai. I'd love for you to come back on the show oh, to meet I'd him. I'd love to meet him, absolutely. But, you know, uh, <laughs> we were talking about how, how peaceful, usually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. usually, unless like you're trying to put on a show, like UFC, you know, they, they, they hype it up. They know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They know it's, what they're doing. It, it's show business. <laughs> yeah, it's show business, you got right? show business. So sure. at the same time, like, you know, that these fighters know exactly what they're doing, but when you go to like, like we'll say a bar setting, right? <laughs> we'll talk about this, the shitty bar. For sure. <laughs> the, the one where everybody's fucking mad. Yeah, And yeah, everybody yeah. knows MMA before you know names. Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely. So like, um, you know, these guys are having a good time. They're, they're peaceful, they're having fun, they're enjoying like a genuine, organic good time. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But <laughs> the funniest thing is like people expect these guys to be like, yo, they're ready to fight immediately. Ready to go. Yeah, yeah. but then, dude, they get all their shit out. They get like, shit like out. you said, because they feel good the rest of the day. Absolutely. Yeah, I, get a, I get a shout out my boy Evan Kotzer. That dude, I swear, is the most peaceful man I know. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you, he was not always like that. I mean, I think for the most part, he was a peaceful dude you know, throughout high school and everything. But that dude is, um, you know, training jiu-jitsu two times a day. And by the time he's at the end of it and I see him at the, at the crib and we're all like, you know, smoking some meat on the Traeger or whatnot and talking. I'm like, dude, he's the most peaceful one. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's all jiu-jitsu. Like, he just gets it all out with jiu-jitsu and has nothing but peace left. And... I mean, shit, what a blessing. What a way to live life. Uh, you know me- what I, mean? Yeah, I mean, and that's so cool. And that's great to hear because people have no idea, right? Like, so yeah. there's some people that, that, like, you know, probably aren't fighters, right? Like, or, yeah. or, or don't want to get their ass whooped, which Dude, is a fucking huge thing. You're going into it perfectly, yeah. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, but, I mean, you have to go in there knowing that it's going to happen, but you'll get used to it and that... Uh, you become better to where you you will fucking know that like yeah. hey dude I'm, I'm gonna grow from this Absolutely. you gotta be ready to go in there exactly. to be humbled exactly yeah I think one thing a lot of people don't realize is that whenever you go into a jiu jitsu gym or even a mixed martial art gym for that matter pretty much like 85 to 90% of the people there are like uh, accountants and like desk job people and tattoo artists and you know not a fighter. Yeah. Just not Just a fighter at all. And I think that's one thing that's um, becoming more and more um, just a basic thing that everyone kind of knows. But yeah. for the people that don't know and think that they're going to come in there and there's going to be nothing but <laughs> UFC fighters and Bellator yeah. fighters that are going to just completely beat your ass, I mean, it's really not like that. I mean, especially even at my level, um, you know, I, I definitely love to have new people come in. And of course, I mean, of course I tap them out because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, but, but the coolest thing is, for me is to teach them that you can come in here and get tapped out and no one's going to sit there and laugh at you. No one's going to be like, hi, ah, you suck ass or nothing. Like, People are just going to humbly tap you and then after that you can ask them, like, how would you do that or why did I get tapped and things like that? And you learn. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about is learning. I mean, at our age, like, holy shit, while we're in our mid-20s, like... 
if you're not learning, you are falling behind. Exactly, bro. And you know it's so funny. Uh, I want to bring up like constructive criticism, right? Oh, sure. So, yeah. <laughs> constructive criticism, especially with BJJ, any type of MMA like fighting style that you want to go with, is is going to be a humbling experience. But you have to be willing to fucking listen, not hear them, but listen to them, and 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 really like, hey, this is only going to make me better. Right, so we talk about that. Like, uh, me, I think me and you touched on this probably uh, for uh, one of our episodes, and we talked yeah. about basically um, taking constructive criticism uh, within your job, right? Like, oh, you know, yeah. like just your day to day life, like, oh, yeah. and it's not always what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. Absolutely, oh, for sure. Because you know, like, you, fuck, dude. Some people don't know how to word shit, but no, no. it's, it's all about very, tone. They're very yeah. blunt. Yeah, we yeah. talk about tone. Uh, they're very blunt. <laughs> And uh, it, I, I appreciate that though, because oh, I'm I like, do too. all right, well, you're straight to the point. And exactly. Like, That's fucking. At least you're telling me I fucking suck rather than <laughs> letting me think that I was good. Yeah. Absolutely. It's mean, but whatever. Exactly. You know, like so, you, like you have to brush it off and be like, well, he wasn't being mean. He was like, I want you to be better. This is the shit that I fucking noticed though. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think it all kind of ties in, especially with like you talking about BJJ and 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 being willing to teach other people. Yeah. You go in there like if I'm a beginner and I'm going in there and Austin taps me. And I go over and ask him, like, how the fuck, or I go there with an attitude, and I'm like, why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> and he goes and, like, tells me what I did wrong. It's because he was in my shoes at one point. Yeah. Like, he was oh, a beginner dude. as yeah, well. Yeah, no, yeah, And, exactly. and you, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Right on point. And you need to fucking listen to what he's telling you, because yeah. what he's telling you is what he learned in order to get out of your shoes. Yeah, absolutely right. For sure. I think that's one of the biggest things in jujitsu is, like, Everyone's been there. Everyone was a white belt at one point. Everyone yeah. got tapped out thousands of times. Yeah, and, uh, dude, the more you tap, actually, the more the better you get. It sounds weird. I mean, the more you get, the more you take that L, the the more dubs you start taking in the future. And I mean, again, this all this shit kind of translates in your entire life. Like, just the more Ls you take, the more the more dubs you're gonna be able to take in the future because you know you know why you took those Ls and you yeah. know why um, all these things happen and. And yeah, that's, and that's it's crazy. a growing experience. It is, it is. and you're, really able, you're able to learn from it too. I've been seeing motherfuckers on the mats. So you're pretty. You know, we're, we're talking about it too much now. Nah, I was know. actually, I'm, it's pulled up on my phone. I shit you know. Yeah, I was yeah. actually looking at it. What's the name of uh, what's the name? Yes, yeah, so this yeah. would be great. I was literally thinking like, all right, before this episode is done, I needed to shout yeah, out. No, yeah, no, yeah, shout out. So Tenth Planet um, is actually the system, and Tenth Planet um, is one of the only uh, jujitsu systems that is completely no gi. So when you say Brazilian jujitsu, it's really just jujitsu. Yeah. Brazilian jujitsu, you wear the gi, you wear a kimono, and you wear the belt every day, and it's very, very like traditional. Uh, traditional. That's a great word to put. Yeah. And um, you know, Tenth Planet um, was actually started by a guy named Eddie Bravo, and that's the master of the Tenth Planet system. He started in L.A. One of Joe Rogan's best friends, and his whole initial thing about it was, um, you know, they were he was starting to go to all these UFC events with Joe Rogan. And saw that, you know, there's no lapel grips, there's no collar ties and, you know, judo throws with the gi when you're in the UFC. Yeah. You have nothing to grab onto. So he kind of took away the gi in that aspect because it didn't translate to MMA very well or the street for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, so that's like the system is 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. They're all over the world, to be honest. Um, and there's actually one that opened up, uh, what, two and a half, almost three years ago right down the street by Randolph Air Force Base called 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu San Antonio. And um, there's another one um, in Austin that is a state-of-the-art gym as well. They're both they're both excellent places, excellent people, um, very welcoming. 
Um, and yeah, so at Tim Planet um, San Antonio, the Lopez family, um, I mean, they have to be the coolest family I've literally ever met. Um, and my head instructor, instructor or sensei, is um, our age. He's 26. He just turned 26 not too long ago. And um, one of the most relatable guys. And I, I just think I like it that much more just because, you know, I'm not learning all these life lessons and, and all these, like, constructive criticisms from some old dude that is retired and out the game. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning it from a dude that's my age. He's into the things that I'm into. and More relatable. Just so relatable. Yeah. Such a relatable dude. And, you know, that family will always be near and dear to me. Um, they, I mean, they have grown me into a completely different human in my own opinion um but yeah Tim Planet Juicy San Antonio that's the place they have super super early class that I'd never go to because fuck that and, uh, <laughs> man likes to sleep yeah it's called the zombie squad because everyone walks in all still asleep yeah, fucking all and fuck then there's a there's a lunch crush one that's at 11 30 12 30 that one fits my schedule so I'm always there always trying to get that in um and then they have a beginners and an advanced class at night that's 6.30 to 7.30 and 7.30 to 8.30 and there's some roles after that but that's cool man but yeah they have a class almost every day um, Sundays are open mat to almost any class or any not any class any gym so if you go to Ohana or whatever um, you know gym in San Antonio or whatnot, you know on Sundays we all get together and we all roll together and have a good time um, and even if you're not a part of a gym like if you just want to see what it's all about um, you can go on a Sunday and, and get after it for sure but I would suggest to go to a beginner class just because then you start learning things and actually learning technique before you just like throw Going yourself at it. Yeah. And, and they offer a free class, right? Like a couple minutes yeah, to kind of go and check out? They'll give you like, I mean, if you really are interested in actually being a member, I feel like you could probably go there. I mean, so, like, like I said, such a cool family. Yeah. Um, they'll probably give you like a free week, to be honest, of like just training and just seeing if you like it most of the time it takes about a week just to see if you actually do like it so yeah fair enough. Um, you can't go in one day and, and be like yeah. i fucking love it and i fucking hate it yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> you, you, you have to test the waters and then you yeah. have to swim a little bit and you know yeah you most of the time lunch. most of the time that first um the first session you're gonna think that you look like a fool you really don't you're just gonna get tapped out a lot and then <laughs> yeah. and then like the third or fourth time you start like okay i know this arm bar i know how to defend it i'm gonna defend i'm gonna get out and you're like oh shit I got out of that one and then the next like fit five six seven eight nine ten times you start getting out of shit and you start reversing the role to where oh I now that I got out of that submission I swept them and now I'm on top now I'm the one about to give this dude an arm bar Hell yeah and so it just incrementally like gives you that bug you starts, just become it just yes and, and that's the biggest thing um, for me it's always been self-doubt self-doubt was always my my biggest biggest fault for my own self and uh I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one to, to really get over, but I think the more you accomplish things that you're really prideful about and between the jiu-jitsu thing as well, things that help build your confidence, you become, you know, like I said, a different person. I'm, I'm, I feel like from two, three years ago compared to now, like, dude, I'm night and day of a person when it comes to the inside and how I feel and, and uh, see myself for sure. Absolutely. I get it, man. And, and it, it's so funny that you brought that up, right? Like, it's uh, like, you know, I think people dwell in self-doubt, right? Like, they don't they don't get the proper, like, like guidance towards, like, hey, wh like, wh what can I do to build my confidence? Like, Absolutely. even going to the fucking gym can help you, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it helps. It helps tremendously. But, uh, like, you know, I think, I think we'll say 
what is it fucking just jujitsu? Yeah, jiu-jitsu, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally jujitsu or even mixed martial arts. Like I said, yeah. it doesn't have to be jujitsu, but but the, com- the community, like you know, like they're they're confident, they're happy, you know, with themselves yeah. because they they you know they started at this this one place like we were talking about earlier. They started at like the the fucking bottom. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna start at the bottom, bro. Absolutely. And, like regardless, we'll let's say Kimbo Slice, man. Kimbo Slice, he sucked that gr- one time. Yeah, dude. R.I.P. Bro. Sure. Yeah, but R.I.P. But real. at the same time, man, you know, he was a great street fighter. But when they brought him in, he was like, "Oh fuck, I have it's, no a, idea it's a different fucking beast." Yeah, and I'm different. swimming in some deep waters, yeah. Now. yeah. So it's it's definitely different, you know. Like there's a there's a whole practice behind this, and, and um, not only does it better you uh, confidence wise, it, it just better[s] you like as a whole person. Absolutely, yeah. You know? I think with jujitsu, um, the biggest thing it's such a like personal thing. It's so weird because it takes someone else um, yep. to actually train and and to get better um, which is kind of a weird thing to think about that like it actually takes a group of individuals to help you grow into you know bigger and better but when it comes to like the actual personal side of things a lot of times whenever you see holes in your game um, those aren't just holes in your game on the mats they're holes in your game in life yeah and so you know whenever it comes to me like um, you know again self-doubt was always a thing so I had to like I could tell that whenever I like dab someone up to start rolling, I instantly thought like, oh shit, they're better than me. Oh damn, he, he might be more athletic or might have trained longer or might have more technique or whatever. And that's just the quickest way to get tapped the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Because you're so already you you beat yourself. Yeah, yeah, right from the get-go before I even started grappling. And so I think that's one thing a lot of people with self-doubt always fail to recognize is like, you're you're like doubting yourself before you even begin yeah and um and beginning is is the biggest thing i mean again this all translates into my business and my own personal life and everything but um that's one thing i always um struggle with even in the business side of things i was always like you know again like i was saying why not like why is it not here yet why am i not at the point where i want to be yet i'm like it's like dude you got to begin you got to like work step by step by step and and, you know, through it all, you become successful in, in both phases. Everything that's worth earning is never going to come easy. Oh, dude, that's a big one, bro. Yeah. That's a big one. If that's it's it. worth it, it's, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I was actually going to bring that up earlier. Our generation <laughs> and, and the generations that come after us, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. they're entitled. Yeah. They, they, sure. it's, it's instant gratification that, you're, that they're after. They're not willing to work for it. They're not willing to enjoy the process. Um, and I always transition. I always have my thoughts transition over into bodybuilding because that's what I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was your grind for so long. To be honest. Yeah, that was that was your it culture, was, that, man. Well, that yeah. was my culture for almost yeah. a decade, man. Uh, and um, I'm sitting here looking at the camera like shit. I, need to go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I went to the gym today. That's why. I All right, you get the pump exactly. Right. But no, it, it's it's 100. I was wondering why I had a boner. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 100 percent fact though. Um, and I tell it to anybody that's willing to listen because they're gonna hear me talk about it. Um, it's it's a process. I can remember starting. You know, I was always in shape. Yeah. And I would start doing my shows, and I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna do a six week prep and come in, and I'm gonna look decent." Yeah. You don't ever want to look decent going into a show. That's rule number one. You want to blow people away. You want to be a fucking 10. Mm-hmm. And I'd have these guys come in that did a full 12, 16-week prep, and they would just be fucking ripped and yeah. cut and all vascular and shit. And I'm just like, why don't I look like <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, you know? Right. And, and the bodybuilding community is Why very, not? It, yeah, you're like, why don't, why don't I look like exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah. And it was just like he was saying, you know, the bodybuilding community, 
a lot of people think that we're shallow individuals that we're very into ourselves and you know I'm not going to say that we're shallow but we are very into ourselves because we have to that's be. your job it yeah. is our job is to focus on ourselves yeah, it's absolutely. a very selfish sport but one thing that I've noticed after doing this for so long is when I used to go to the gym and I would fucking take off my pump cover and dudes would just see the muscles and shit yeah they would start asking questions at first they'd be kind of skittish and be like oh I don't know if I want to talk to him he's bigger than me he's lifting heavy ass weight yeah then they'd come over hey man what's your routine what do you do I'm more than happy to fucking tell you because well, dog, the, the gym culture though is like so uh, it's hit or miss yeah man like, you know yeah, and some people just judge other people bro and, exactly and, and, and it's ridiculous bro that's not what that fucking needs like you need to help that person out like like you know and honestly if they're, if they're doing their thing let them do their thing exactly like I'm not gonna be that guy who yeah. fucking sees some dude doing it wrong and yeah. be like like if I see somebody doing something to where it might hurt them I might go over to them yeah, and be yeah, like, just be careful. Hey, yeah. man, you know, I see that you're doing this. That's awesome. You're doing a really There's good job. Easier ways. Exactly. Yeah. But I also notice that you're arching your back too much or doing that. I don't yeah. want you to get hurt. So, you know, maybe you should try it like this. I give them a, a, a nice critique, not like, hey, yeah. you fucking idiot. You know, yeah, you're, you're exactly. about to break your back. But there's ways to show people to properly criticize yeah. to where it's all about tone. Yes. It's all about tone. Exactly. And if you're if you're nice about it, they're going to appreciate it and then that's gonna make them wanna come back and ask more questions if they feel like they're not doing something. Exactly. Right. And, and I feel like a lot of the like the, like we'll say like a big fucking swole dude, right? Like we'll say this man's fucking three fifteen, six foot six, fucking just jacked. stacked, right? But he started from somewhere too, but I feel like they forget, like, you know, they, they built, they boost this confidence so much that they forget where they came from. Mm -hmm. So no, like one thing I always say, my, say to myself is no matter how great you become, never forget your fucking roots. Absolutely. And, and going off of that, it's, it's, it's not all the time like that. Like nine times out of 10, the fucking Jack big fucking dude yeah. is going to be the nicest, most humblest yeah, person right. in the entire gym. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen, these tiny ass dudes that come into the gym Ego and they just shit. dude they have fucking like uh, swole man's uh, oh, syndrome. Yeah. syndrome exactly yeah. they'll walk in chest all puffed up fucking oh, yeah. looking in the mirror like oh yeah I'm fucking swole <laughs> taking like off their shirt 50, and I'm just bro, I'm right? like bro yeah. you probably weigh like a buck fifty soaking yeah. wet like yeah. chill out a little bit hey, I like their confidence I like no 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 yeah. there's a difference <laughs> there's a difference from confidence <laughs> and confidence. where you walk into yeah. the gym and you have this confidence that surrounds you but you're not fucking like flaunting yeah. and then you have this fucking guy coming in peacocking yeah. you know he's doing his fucking he's uh, trying to like, he's, he's trying he's trying yeah, yeah, yeah. he's trying to get noticed <laughs> he felt good you know <laughs> he'll go and he'll put up 215 on the fucking bar yeah. and be like nope fuck that shit yeah. and then want us yeah. to go and fucking spot him yeah you can't be it's doing like, that, dude. You can't have best of both worlds. Exactly, and that and that's what I tell people. I'm like, don't ever go to the gym with your your ego needs to be fucking checked outside. Absolutely, you need to leave your ego at the door because otherwise you're gonna fucking hurt yourself, you're gonna embarrass yourself, and you're not gonna better yourself because when you go into the gym with your ego and you start trying to lift heavy and shit, yeah. one, you're not gonna get a proper workout. Two, you're gonna look like a fucking idiot, <laughs> and you know, three, it's not gonna benefit you at all yeah absolutely like you know, yeah and another thing uh for both these things you you can youtube fucking everything too like for form and and, and for fucking like even uh uh jujitsu like like look up shit you know like uh like if you if you're that worried about going in blind into something just look some shit up dude because there's gonna be people to fucking teaching that shit and going off of that though yeah youtubing is good fucking research i cannot fucking praise how much I've researched throughout this entire bodybuilding thing like I'm constantly googling and asking like 
what can I do for diet? What can I do to fucking game ass? How can I do it? Because yeah. I constantly want to learn. It's all trial and error. Um, but the best way to fucking better yourself is to fucking ask people that have been there. Yeah, you're right. That, that's man. on it. It's it's just like him with with BJJ. It's Bro, it's asking. Mentorship is exactly. the most important fucking thing, man. Because it, like you find somebody that you like and have, can develop a good relationship with, you know, like and this like and I like to like my dad. My dad's a huge mentor in my life, right? Because he's wise. He's been through a lot of the shit that I, I fucking have been through as well. And, uh, like, you know, I talked to him about this. He gives me nothing but, like, great advice, man. And it, it makes me, like, really change. Like, I, I think about what he says a lot. And then I, I try to perceive it in my own perception. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. Did uh, your dad ever, like, was your dad kind of an asshole growing up? Oh, absolutely. Like, it was all, it's how we talk about tone. My dad, same way. I think about the shit that my dad says all the time. I have really deep conversations with my dad, really insightful conversations. And growing up, it was very difficult to do that because if he'd see me doing something the wrong way, why the fuck you doing that? You're doing it wrong. Like, yeah. I'd be sweeping fucking dust off the floor and he'd be like, you need to fucking sweep it this way. Yeah. I'm like, am I getting the job done? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. getting, it's getting, it's it's getting done. done. Well, you're not doing it right. Yeah. But now, now I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm an adult now or because it's just, you know, th there's a better bond or mutual respect or whatever. But now we have these conversations and he'll give me advice yeah. and give me critiques and he's like, you know, you're doing it this way and it's working for you. Yeah. But maybe you should give it a shot this way and see if it makes a difference. And it's, dude, it's night and day. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's so funny because, like, I, like, if you really think about it, right, the way that we are, the way, like, we get along, right? Like, we have, like, um, similar sense of humors. We have sim similar, like, similarities. We'll just say that. We're compatible, yeah. baby. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we match on Tinder and Come shit. Come on, Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't even know what that is, to be honest. Uh, is that, like, another one? Or don't what? lie. Nah, we know you have a grinder hey, account. Man. It's okay, man. Hey. Those nights get lonely. <laughs> I might have to get one, but I don't know about that. Man. I don't know if you want one. We'll talk nah, about that off the show. Yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, man. So, but like, uh, you know, it, your your parents know what they're fucking doing because you're the, you're the reason the reason you are the person you are today is because they raised you. Oh, I thought I was a mistake. <laughs> you might you might have been, but I no, I was playing. I'm pretty sure my sister was in the state. <laughs> yeah. I think what's kind of cool about me and my dad's relationship is um, he used to always like uh, give me like good criticism, but yeah. every time I would um, you know explain my side of things, he would always kind of like brush it off and yeah. like still stick with exactly what he was saying. You might give me another one, brother. Yeah, man, of I course. Get you some more ice. Save yeah, honey. Hey. hey! I love you. Give me your fucking glass. Hey, you can actually just dunk that shit in a smaller glass. Oh. Some flavor? Yeah. Some flavor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. this glass is making so much better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he always would, um, you know, kind of brush off what I was saying. And I think the more and more that I grow up and he sees my, like, goals and missions and things like that, he starts to, like, listen a little bit more because I've reached a certain amount of success and, and all that. So, You're right, bro. Oh, oh shit! You're out. What's up with Gray? Oh, yeah. What is this? Uh, Gray's Town? Is that what that is? Yeah, Gray's Town is what we're drinking. It's smooth, isn't it? Pretty good. Yeah, it's on good. the rocks too. So it's fucking twenty dollar bottle, dude. But twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Ninety proof. It's good. Hey, okay. I'll try some. You want to try some? Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. It's solid. All right. So hey, show show the people. Show the people. Show a little the bit people of uh, what we're drinking right now, ladies and gents. We are drinking. <laughs> uh, Grace Town, what is it? Whiskey finished in port wine barrel. Oh, shit, shit is smooth as hell. Where's that from? I got it from uh, Total Wine. I was going in. No, there. I mean like the actual people. 
You know what I mean? California. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Greystown, Gray California. Greystown, California. <laughs> oh, is that right? Hey, I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, Dude, I'm starting to become, like, more of a whiskey drinker. I like I whiskey. Do. I mean, like I said, I went to the Ranger Creek in San Antonio, and that was one of the most badass things. I just felt badass doing it, because he was, like, sticking his little whiskey stick down the barrels and shit, and... You know, bringing out this fresh whiskey and giving the shots. Dude, I That's was ham, bro. Man. I mean, I had a terrible hangover, too. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I was out for a couple of days, to be real. And, and it's that old age getting to you. Dude, yeah, I, 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 I swear, bro. After 25, yeah. bro, like, your hangovers last for fucking days. Dude, you're, you're, like, bedridden. It's, like, a couple of days <laughs> yeah. now. I used to be, like, like maybe, like, four or five hours and be, like, all right, Pedialyte, pop up, and I'm good to go. Yeah, that shit didn't work. Holy you, shit, dude. Golly. Yeah, no, that shit hits you so fucking hard now. It's wild. Especially, I think I just did it the, the wrong way because I went golfing on Cinco de Mayo for my... Oh, you my fucked up, kid. <laughs> yeah, fucked so up. We, we were drinking seltzer and, and Tito's, and then right after, I had one of my distributors invite me over to the to the distillery, so I was like, hell, that sounds like a badass idea for, for a birthday. And so we went over there, so I went, I went from seltzers and vodka to, like, stouts and whiskey. And, uh, dude, I think I just mixed the wrong thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, but shit, cheers real quick, boys. Yeah, all right, man. man. Hey, man. Cheers, man. To a good one, man. To a good one. I appreciate you guys. Hey, respect yeah. and honor. Can't Absolutely. come in or come on her, right? <laughs> mm. All right. That's got to be a Marine Day night. Uh, I wasn't a Marine, though. Really? No, no. Air Force. Air Force. <laughs> Was it Air Force thing, then? Huh? Air Force thing? Yeah, my buddy Ryan, uh, like, he was here not too long ago. Uh, you met Ryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, super cool yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah man. He, he's a great dude. Uh, ginger. Yeah, man, I got no soul. He lives in uh, February, or uh, February, in Florida? Yeah, so uh, I was actually rooming with Ryan for a while. Uh, me and him have been, like, best friends for fucking ever. What's up? Yeah. You need one? I want, I want some of yours. But, yeah, man, fucking, um, uh, he, great dude, man, funny as hell. Man, he's just, like, one of those guys that, like, he, if, if someone's around him, they're going to like him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. just got that personality. Yeah. yeah. Bro, right. easy going. Yeah. yeah, man. And like, uh, we I think we were talking about books and shit the other day. Yeah, too, right? I actually wanted to bring that. You were talking about that book. Yeah. I can't, I, honestly, I forgot the name of it because I wanted to go and buy it. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What was the name of that book you were telling us well, about? Well, and I won't go too far into it. I yeah, mean, you I don't should, have I think to. I think I should just like <laughs> no, leave, <laughs> leave it for the listeners to li- Like, if they want to read it, they can read yeah, it. Yeah, give but us the title and, and, and. It's called The Rational Mail. Um, I'm going to write that down so I don't fucking forget. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an insanely good book. It's, it's, it just has a lot of good information. Um, I don't think it's something that, um, you know, even since, just since I was talking to you like a couple weeks ago about it, um, it's one of those things, it's, it's a very, very like factual, um, book. And so I think it's always good to, you know, put it into your life, but not necessarily like live by the book. Yeah. Um, because it does have a lot of very, very like uh, strict. Yeah. Well, it's good valuable information for sure, but yeah. it's just one, uh, one opinion and one like solid look at some very, very like deep dives into um, just becoming a man, really. And um, you know, a lot of it is true. Um, I think. To be honest, all of it is true, but I just think it's tough to um, take that book and and put it towards every single situation that can kind of maybe create um, a little bit of like rubbing the wrong way for some people. Yeah. Um, so I'd be careful with it. I mean, definitely read it, but it's it's a very very deep book, and I learned a lot from it. And yeah, kind of kind of just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Is take it with a grain of salt because if you um if you Again, if you take it for detail for detail and put it directly into your life and 
act that way and act on it every single time, um, you might get some some results that some might good. not be exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, and everyone has their own purpose and their own and their own like goals in life and things like that. And um, yeah. But at the same time, like you know, like so, like going into reading something like that, you have to be open minded. Absolutely. Right? So you have to be like. Um, don't take it for word word for word, but see how this shit could like, you know, like some of the lessons that they're trying to like say. Read between yeah. the lines. Exactly. That's that's a big thing. Yeah. It's just read between the lines and take the bits that. Read between, read the, between lines. the lines. Yeah, for real. Right? <laughs> take take the bits that make the most sense to you. Yeah. That yeah. You can really put into your life and focus on those rather yeah. than the entire thing. Definitely. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. So, but that, that's so great, dude. Uh, like, I, I like I like talking to like you know, and that's nothing that we that like. All we have on the show is for guests is is normal people trying to make their fucking way out in this world, trying to like have positivity, like like just skyrocketing mm-hmm. and and good like like good mindsets, right? Yeah. Because your mindset is very empowering to you as a person. Your mind fucking it can be Absolutely. your best friend or your worst enemy. Yeah, bro. exactly. So like you know, um, but you. And Austin, uh, a huge reason why we brought you on is because like we, we see something in you. We we see you developing, um, like you know your future basically. You know you're you're trying to you're trying to rise up because like you know, to be honest, like you went like in and like Marion and stuff like that. Like I grew up in a small ass town. Yeah. Cibolo is what maybe seven miles away from that. Exactly. Not far. Yeah. Nope. So like far. you know, um, we we want to rise up, and, and uh, I love to see uh, people that I know. Uh, doing better for themselves, you know. Absolutely, we're all here trying to fucking make it. Right? Exactly, and that's a, that's a big thing, dude. Like yeah. a lot of people, especially our age too, they get jealous when they see other people more successful than them, especially when it's somebody that you know. Yeah, you know, because I could be like, oh man, Austin's got a bar and all this shit. He's got his own business. Fuck that, dude. Like, why is he doing better than me? Mm-hmm. Whether, but it, it it shouldn't be that way. No, it no. should be. Wow. That man Austin's just opened up a bar. He's doing really good in life. Yes. I need to ask him what is he doing in his life so Learn. that I can Learn. be successful like yes. him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. And, and guys, like if you if you see Austin at Ernie's, which he's there a fuck ton, so all the time <laughs> it's his business. Time. But um, you know, talk to him, man. This guy's a good dude. Got a good heart. Got a good fucking mindset. And I think you could learn a lot if you're trying to aspire to do something that he's accomplishing right now. Um, so uh, and and Austin actually uh, actually wanted you to tell them about why you named the bar Ernie since okay, your name yeah. is Austin. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people ask that. A lot of people are like, wait, so why Ernie's? I don't. Why is it not Austin? I'm like, yeah. For one, that just seems sounds selfish as fuck. To be honest, like Austin's patio. Yeah, bar. Austin's like, what the fuck? Like, dude, <laughs> welcome to Austin. Get your fucking ego and shove it up your ass. <laughs> That's the way I see that. But um, you know, a lot of people understand. So Ernie was my grandfather. So the story kind of goes all the way back a little even before him, a generation before him. My great grandfather started a grocery store in the late 1800s. And, um, you know, it ended up becoming a feather shop, which is a shop that creates bow and arrows. Okay. Um, and so that's what it was before that. And then after the bow and arrow shop um, came my grandfather, and he was in the military. He was a paratrooper and moved over back to his hometown and created a feed store. Um, back then, uh, a lot of people probably don't even know this either, is Cibolo used to be surrounded by massive fields for you know, Milo and corn and agricultural, like, you know, livestock and things like that. So his market was perfect to open up a feed store. 
Um, and you know, throughout my whole time in this process, of course, I've definitely thought about like, well, maybe I just like open it back up and, and it just be at the feed store. But now in Cibolo, I mean, there's nothing but houses that are, that are growing around it. So the feed store wasn't a good concept to really open, um, back up. And so, um, you know, again, like I said, whenever I even got the idea of doing something with the building, I was at a bar, uh, which is old main right across the street, great bar. Um, I would definitely suggest doing a little bar hopping in Cibolo. That's kind of my goal, um, is, is to kind of create that sort of scene. But anyways, um, yeah, Main Street's blowing up. Bro. It is blowing up. But anyways, um, my so my grandfather was also just the piece uh, for the Cibolo. So he did. He actually married like over two hundred couples in that in the feed store. Holy shit! Like eloping style, and um, they would just come in and he would marry them right there on the spot. Another thing, he was on both sides. He was also on pronouncing people dead. So my dad, he always tells me stories about, yeah, Ernie would have to like, um, he would get a call at like two o'clock in the morning and he had to wake up out of his bed and go over to a bad head on collision or, you know, some, a shooting or whatnot and feel a pulse, see if it's pulsing and literally pronounce people dead. Damn, that's um, rough. So yeah, it was kind of wild. He had this whole thing with the community. A lot of people would love to go into his feed store and and chat and talk to him. Yeah. Him and my him and my grandma were always there, and they're just so open. That's probably where I get my like social skills from. And I was just and about to comment on that too. Yeah, like, it's probably yeah. where I get it from. But they um yeah. So he had he just had a lot to do with the city, and, and it was his, his business back in the day. And so I felt like um, you know Ernie's has cool little ring to it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how I came with it. My whole thought on, on business is a lot of people um, try to overdo it or go so unique that it becomes something that isn't recognizable. And um, that's what I wanted with my business is something that was simple, something that had a lot of meaning to it and when people would recognize it. And uh, Ernie's was right on the dot. Hell so yeah. and that's what it all came about. No, Ernie's is perfect. Ernie's patio and bar yeah. no okay. it just it like it flows too it does you know, well like, because it's exactly as advertised you yeah. have that little bit of of uh a family that's in there yep and then you go in and it's exactly what the fuck it says it's it's not like fucking yep. miguel's gastro pub patio yeah. balcony and, oh, and yeah. strip club you know what i mean <laughs> that's like that's a fucking mouthful like yeah and the biggest thing i think about um whenever i was trying to open up this business is i didn't want it to be some like museum i didn't want it to be like Ernie Schaller's like old town bar. Yeah. Like it just sounds like I wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> and I wanted, uh, yeah, and I like wanted, I wanted a place, yeah, I wanted a place that sounded like it was um, modern and it was new. And if you if you literally like listen to it or you see it on our social media, you would never think that there's like all this history to oh, it. Oh, exactly. But the coolest thing is, I entice people with this like modern, simple, recognizable name. They come out and they see these these trendy drinks and you know red hot chili peppers radio and drake radio at the end of the night and things like that they really get surprised by there's like a whole story behind this and i think that's really cool that my business is that dimensional where not only can it be a family friendly thing and that's just a cool modern bar it also goes into it being kind of a cool little night scene it's a good vibe has cool music and things like that but Behind it all, there's this incredible story of what Sybil used to be and what Ernie used to do for the community. And um, man, it, it's just an all-in-one thing. It's it's so weird. I, I, I really try not to give myself so much credit for it because it really did grow into 
its own thing. Hell yeah. And uh, I think that's a lovely thing about opening up a businessman is like, you have this idea, you have this vision, it starts to work, but then it really does start to create like its own momentum and its own like, yeah, almost it, its own heartbeat. Yeah, it's it weird. unfolds into itself where, where yeah. it's meant to be. Right? And, it's, and it's so weird. Like I was, um, this was my first, this past weekend was my first weekend of <laughs> me not being at the bar like the entire time. How'd that feel? And it was a very, very weird feeling. <laughs> it was very weird. I have cameras there and I'm allowed to check on the cameras. And I went to up to ATX and, and went to Rainy Street, and I fucking love going to Rainy Street. That that bar or that whole bar hop scene has given me so much inspiration for what I'm doing and Actually, what I'm trying we need to, to go. Uh, that'd be great yeah, to do. That'd It'll be, be fun, it's man. Such a cool thing. I just want like I, I like I haven't been to Austin yet since I've been yeah. back. You need to go to Rainy Street. It's such a lot of people were like, oh, I don't like Sixth Street, and I'm like, well, nobody likes Sixth Street unless you're fucking like 20. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. So Rainy like, Street, like, Rainy Street's that like perfect mix. It's like these really cool, different, unique bars, and um, you know the the age the age like limit there is definitely 21 and up. They don't allow. They really do a good job of checking IDs, but it it stops at about like 29, 30. So everyone in that age group is just like in our age group, right mindset, like. Everyone's just ready to network, like you were saying. That's kind of a part of it, and there's some super fine chicks out there. Hell so, yeah! Wanna, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was a weird thing for me to be out there and like my I could tell that my mind and my body was ramped up, and it was ready to be at the bar and ready to be talking to all these different people and making sure everything was settled. And like I said, it's so weird to like have this thing that has created its own heartbeat and it, like lives on its own. And whenever I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do it's going and it's living and it's like a still the same vibe you know what I mean mean, of course I love being there and I'll continue to be there but it's nice to every now and then have a nice little weekend absolutely Absolutely. you You work hard man you deserve some time to yourself absolutely I think with um, with uh, grinds like this you know even with this podcast and things like that um, y'all probably have the same kind of situation where y'all are like just kind of shooting the shit at a bar just hanging out grilling at the crib or something and y'all are like popping off and you're like I'm just chilling oh yeah and I think that's what what comes into the play whenever you go after something that is difficult and risky and not something that everyone does and um, yeah I think that's just kind of the byproduct of doing something like that is what you get out of it is you get success but you get a success in like a very very like unique way yeah no, and, absolutely. Uh, you're right. You're right. that's what pushes me to keep on opening up more small businesses and not going back to school and getting yeah. a degree I'm <laughs> like well shit I can just keep on doing this and building more and more things that you but know can live it's while a, I'm not it's working a, it's like, a knowledge bro like, like you know what you you know what you are capable of now right oh and so times 10 yeah right? like, like I said I mean the beginning the self doubt was always my biggest thing and yes Opening up these past three weeks have been a massive, massive switch for my own self. Yeah. And to be honest, I uh, that's what I tell a lot of my close friends is, you know, they're always asked, like, dude, what are the numbers like? Like, I'm sure you're making good money. And sure, we're making good money. But the goal isn't necessarily to be making good money. The goal is to just be um, capable of, like, being... Uh, I'm trying to think how to explain it. I really just want to be a big example to a lot of people that are close to me yeah. and close to me in, in age is that like, no matter what you yeah. want to do, like if you just take that first step and you take that second step and you stay um, consistent with it all, um, it will eventually get there. Yeah, whether man. it's COVID that smacks your plans in the face or whether a snowstorm slows it down or self-doubt and whatever's going through your own self is slowing it down. Like 
if you just keep grinding, keep sticking that nose down in the dirt and, and grinding at it, like you will prevail. And now, now you're like, so like, uh, I love that you said that. And, and one thing I want to touch on is that, like you said, consistency, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've had shitty fucking days oh, that yeah. you had to deal with At a the lot of them, right? Like the first year. Yeah. I was, um, I would, I would like work super hard for like three or four days and then have no, I'd be burnt out, have no more energy, and three days go by, and then I would try and like, after that third day, hop back into the, the routine, and it was like, the oh, momentum's shit, gone. the yeah. momentum's gone. So this whole thing has been a big thing for consistency, which is another like super cheesy thing in this world <laughs> right now, but to be honest, there's no way around it, bro. There, there's not, yeah, there's absolutely. really not. But you know what, like, uh, and, and one thing that me and Rob try to preach on the show is that uh, every difficult or bad time, like trial or error, whatever the fuck you want to like word it as, yeah. uh, we all go through them, and For they're sure. all fucking temporary. They are. Yeah. They, are. Yeah, they might fucking suck. They might fucking suck. It's a part of life. It's it a part of your growth, and uh, it's not all going to be bad times. Sooner or later, it gets better, and yeah. you learn that those bad times are what molded you and what formed Dude. you into the individual that you are now. Yes, bro. You know what I mean? Lessons learned, and everything is fucking adding up. Exactly. To each other, every lesson, every trial That's that you wild. go through adds up to make you the person that you are today. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think uh, throughout my process, and, you know, my process is always still going, but, you know, different things happen in my life, and I always ask, like, why? And I feel like every time I always asked why, like, six months later, I always got a better answer than what I thought the answer was going to be whenever yeah. I was asking why. Absolutely. So whenever I was asking why, I would always tell them, like, ask myself, well, why? And then I would come up with, like, some scenarios and situations, like, because of this, because of that, because of that. And then as, like, life goes on, you have that, like, aha moment. And you're like, oh, shit. Because if this didn't happen, then I would <laughs> yeah. not be doing this. And, dude, there's just, I mean, in this past couple of years, there's been so many of those situations where, dude, I thank God that I'm here. Hell because yeah. if I wasn't here, I'd probably be half of the person that I am. And so... Yeah, I think that's a that's a big big lesson in life to learn. I wish I learned it a little bit younger, but you know everyone learns at, at different rates and has their own their and, own like ways of doing it. And so. you know, like like people are not always gonna understand immediately. They're not yeah. they're not gonna understand like like yo, why the fuck is this happening, right? Yeah. So they 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 ask that question, but then you have the aha moment, and then yeah. you're like, that's why that fucking shit that's happened, wild, dude. Bro. That's yeah. Wild. I was thinking about like there's there's certain days I'm sure all of us can like look back at and think like dude if that one day and that one person didn't say the exact thing that they said like my life would I could be completely different like I could be a completely different person right dude it's so wild regret and fear are two of the biggest fucking liars bro that's that's all I'm gonna say man well those are the two biggest things that can hold you back from reaching your full potential as well regret and fear also cause self self doubt they also cause all that fucking shit we all go through shit Mm mhm you're going to get over it. Well, I always like to happen. go over the word regret and that being, it's always something in the past. You don't regret something you did in the future. Well, fuck you me. always regret something you did in the past. And again, I, I don't go back around to it, but my buddy Christian, um, he was talking, we were talking about that yesterday, like how important it is to be um, in the present. And, um, you know, pretty much everything you think about in your past is mainly either going to be able to something that's going to like blow up your ego too much or it's gonna be something that you regret absolutely it's like so either those are an l in my own perspective (laughs) either those are like some shit you shouldn't even be thinking about it's like that rear view mirror needs to be cut out of your life as quickly as possible bro um and 
you know, we were also talking about yesterday too, um, and I'll go into it a little bit, is about, you know, a lot of people are into the future a little bit too much, and there's always a good balance of being in the present, but also having a plan for the future. Yes. Um, and at the exact same rate, that ego, while you start getting more and more success, gets pumped up more and more, and there's, it's, it's a, like, big, big focus that you need to have is having a way to, like, cleanse that ego out and jiu-jitsu does it for me, but if you don't want to do jiu-jitsu, you can do whatever you want that cleanses your ego out, but you gotta keep wiping that ego clean because that shit, you were talking about it with the bodybuilding side of things, it's like, dude, if you sit there and go to the gym for three or four months, you're gonna get an ego because you just kept on pumping and pumping and pumping. Absolutely. And what, um, I think what for, in your situation, what really, really cleanses the ego is you've like had that willpower and consistency for so long that the ego was blown up and then it like constantly kept on losing air and losing yeah. air and losing air and finally you're some fucking shredded jack dude and you have no <laughs> yeah, ego man. you know yeah. what I mean exactly so um I just think it's very important to you know always cleanse that ego um always have a five year plan um but then always at the exact same time balance those two and be very present cause um that's that's the big goal you know in life is um being here like if you really think about it, the only the only real happiness and love that you can um, really hold on to is what you're receiving right then and there in the present. Um, anything in the past is in the past, and anything in the future is in the future. I mean, well, you, it's you gonna what, go away. You, you it's know, it's so funny, bro. Like, like so we uh, we talked about like fear and regret being the two biggest liars, right? Yeah. So we regret the past, but we fear the future, mm-hmm. right? So, but nothing ever happens to the present. The Except, present, you know, the present. There's nothing. The there's nothing there. Exactly. Yeah. And I want to touch on what he said, talking about the five year plan, and yeah. also staying around within the present. You know, he was also talking about how people get so focused on the future mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. You have to have goals. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to have long-term goals and short-term goals. And I think the biggest thing is making sure that you focus on your short-term goal. And once you reach the success, you don't stop focusing on it. Because even though things are going good, it's not done yet. Yeah. Keep focusing on the short-term goal. And eventually, it's going to lead you into your long-term. Exactly. And that's what happens. It's It's literally just... Yeah. Fucking there. It's yeah. fucking it's there. Direct you know, shot. Yeah. Exactly. That's all. I mean, obviously, there might be a couple curves in the road or whatever, but eventually, you're going to get there as long as you maintain the focus. You can't just go, I've reached this goal. Now I can shoot towards what I was trying to achieve five years from now. Yeah. One thing I always tell myself is, uh, you know, no matter how much I worry about certain things, I like, I know I'm going to overcome these. You know, like, uh, like just because my life is going to be planned exactly how it needs to be. Exactly. If that makes sense. No, it right? makes sense. It does. So, like, like why, why worry? Because I know I'm gonna get through it, and yeah. my life's supposed to be the way that it's, it, it's planned. Yeah, you know? you're right where so you're supposed much, to yeah, be. Yeah, so much shit happens like without you even trying. Yeah. Like, stuff just like falls into place. To be honest, most of the time, it really does. Yeah. I always think about that whenever I'm like really I have like a real real clinch on life and I'm like really trying to like push myself into this person that I think I'm supposed to be and next thing you know something smacks me in the face it's like oh, nope exactly not yet little ones life is unpredictable life is mean too life is life is mean life <laughs> is under, mean, unpredictable life is gonna humble the fuck out of you oh, yeah. and it's just a matter of rolling with the punches oh. and you know it's, it's I'm gonna throw a uh, a jujitsu it's Life's gonna fucking tap you. Yeah, it will tap <laughs> but shit. guess it will what? Tap you. Once it's done tapping you, 
you know you know so. what you need to do in order to fucking get For out sure. of that scenario yeah. next time. Yeah. You're right, you're right, right. And those are lessons learned, man. Like we talked about this, we talked about how this is really forming us into the people that we need to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Not that we want to be, but probably, probably what we need to be. Yeah, exactly. Need to be. Absolutely. Know? Um, I want to bring something up since we're we're getting close to closing time. Yeah, right man. Um, for those who know who listened to the last episode, we do have a uh, meet and greet. 27th at this motherfucker's place. May 27th Ernie's. at Ernie's Patio Bar we in Solo, Texas. We get um, real weird. Yeah. Yeah. Austin was kind <laughs> enough to uh, to let us use the bar as a venue to um, allow our listeners and the general public to, to come out and meet us, talk to us, see what our story is, and, you know... Just have a good fucking time. That's that's essentially what the entire thing is. We want people to come out, have a good time, support Austin's business. This shit is um, not BYOB. No, so it is not. You so. better buy drinks out the ass for Austin because he's a good dude. And if you don't, I'm going to have Ben throw you out. Fucking <laughs> yeah, Ben. But, but no, we're super excited for it. Definitely um, very appreciative of you giving us the opportunity to to host this um yeah man dude well like thank you for like coming on the show and 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 i'm sure there's gonna be plenty of people that are just gonna like yo dude this man fucking knows his shit because we fucking know you know your shit (laughs) exactly so uh you know uh again guys we we don't bring anybody on this show that isn't gonna offer anything but i think at the same time now that i say that Everybody's got something different to offer, and uh, we want personal growth for everybody. Um, and this guy, business owner, fucking our age, fucking getting shit done, grinding even through the hard times and the fucking shitty times and the good times and the oh, good times. Sure. And there's definitely good times. That's the most important Absolutely, time but, to, you know, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. So like, you know, Austin, bro. Like, I, I, we couldn't be happy for you, man. We enjoy your venue. We enjoy Ernie's as a whole. Uh, the people there, the culture. Um, we fucking enjoy you, dude. Yeah. You just do. You're fucking awesome. Cool. Like, I appreciate it, guys. Everything y'all are saying is so nice. And he got, really he got nice tea too. Though. He, yeah. <laughs> we we nice we're tea. glad that you're on here. Um, I know that you were kind of nervous going on here a little bit just because you didn't know how organic this conversation yeah, was going to. Yeah. Because you know, some people will come on here, like Ryan, for example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They come on here and shoot, shoot, shoot yeah, out names. They come on here. I am going to shoot out names. Yeah, Ryan, yeah, Ryan's yeah, on here. He's already yeah, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but Ryan came on here and... He was like, bro, I'm nervous. I, yeah. I'm nervous. You couldn't fucking tell. He yeah. was just talking. No. He was talking with the boys. But people will come on here and they see the microphone in front of them. They see the camera and they're just, As soon as you're recorded or see yourself being recorded, yeah. that's why That's why I face this way, right? Yeah. Because you don't look I'm at I'm talking yourself. to you guys. Yeah. I'm going to fucking look at the camera too. You know, I'm going to be like... Maybe that's like something the way... That's maybe just something that y'all like transition to, you know podcast after podcast is that y'all don't have it right in the front and yeah, we were actually just talking about that yeah, too. yeah. I, so, be a, I mean i don't care I actually mean, so we wanted uh we want to do a round table right mm-hmm. like so i'll probably get something on marketplace or something like yeah. or you can get the fucking like spool you know like just like one of those fucking stain it whatever make it look nice exactly yeah. and then uh but i like that because i can face you guys at yeah. the same yeah. time you know what i'm saying every time i want to like you want to look at you know what are you doing yeah i want to kind of have rogan set up a little bit too yeah you know Nice. I mean, fuck, even if we get a, a even if we get a poker table, oh, yeah. a poker table is gonna work fine. We'll have the camera set up over here, and we'll just have it facing us. That way, you know, if he wants to look at me, or if you want to look at me, yeah. or if I want to, I want to look at, I want to look at you. Guys. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, if we want to do that, it's not like you know the camera's not. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, obviously, 
we're growing. Yeah, dude, know? that's the cool thing. Is like, it's, it's we're constantly learning every day. It's funny. Uh, I watched our first episode, right? Uh, so our first <laughs> um, episode, like, yeah, what? um, like, uh, well, uh, so yeah, like, it, it, it was nerve wracking for me and Rob because we were like, dude, we've never done this before. Yeah, but you learn as you go on, right? For sure. So, I think uh, I had a couple interviews like whenever I was like opening up. And uh, man, I was nervous. I, I just wasn't nervous. Maybe it wasn't nervous. I just couldn't like let go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I need some whiskey. I don't know. Probably not. But um, <laughs> but no, I, I just think uh, you know repetition is going to be the biggest thing for any sort of growth, and that's exactly what y'all guys are doing. Y'all y'all are gonna you know make sure the soil lady doesn't fucking knock on the door, and um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Making sure you know people aren't having to look at themselves and getting kind of all nervous and stuff. I mean, again, for me, it's no big deal. I mean, well, we're all homies, so yeah. I don't, you know, I feel comfortable. Exactly. But, <laughs> but, you know, maybe someone else that doesn't know y'all as well might not want to, like, look right at them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You exactly. know, they might start to get a little nervous. It's but we, we do this mainly just to see setup right here. So, yeah. like, we see, see if y'all are everything. looking good and everything. Yeah, yeah. actually, come on. Hey, like, damn, I'll come look on. Look at shit. I know I look good. I got my tattoo <laughs> showing and everything. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, man, uh, you know, Austin, thank you for coming on here, bro. It's going to be a plenty, plenty more good nights coming Dude, out. Absolutely. Man, for sure. And there's plenty more people coming too to support that business yep. as well. Again, guys, May 27th, yes. Ernie's Patio Bar, Ciblo, Texas. If you're not there, well, you better have a fucking good reason. Good reason. <laughs> yeah. Now, we'll do, we'll, we can do multiple of them too. I think y'all were talking about that too, that y'all can eventually, you know, maybe once a month or whatever y'all think. Um, and we're always welcome to have more events and businesses. I mean, we've had birthday parties, graduations, I mean, retirement no. parties. I mean, the list goes on. For any any that events do. that you have set yep. up with uh, earnings? Yep. Yeah. Come on here. We'll fucking advertise that. Yeah, shit we'll too. advertise it, and Definitely. shit. We'll show up. Yeah, you know, if, if that, that's how we network. Yeah, that's how you network. You know, because then we can get a hold of that event or that coordinator or whatever, and be like, "Hey, look, we love what you're doing. We love like, yeah. like, aren't you doing a dude? Yes, yes, yeah. Go ahead and drop that. Okay, yeah. yeah, we can drop it. It's it's kind of still a little bit of a secret, but we're gonna be doing some midget wrestling. Um, on October 8th there's going to be a whole squad of midgets legitly midgets um, they're going to come out my mom fucking hates this idea <laughs> yeah, we, like, we no, fucking love it I know well and the funny thing is my general manager um, he loved it and then my dad calls me they're on the way to my beach house and they're like hey um, uh, mom was saying something about you doing a, a midget wrestling and I was like, I thought he was going to be like, no, that's not a guy. He was like, fuck yeah, y'all have to have midget wrestling. I was like, he started laughing. I was oh like, God. okay, cool. So, I mean, a lot of people are going to love it. I mean, it's yeah, it's going to be October 8th. I think it's going to be a good time. I mean, vamping up for, for Halloween. All the midgets have, like, different costumes. Hell and shit, yeah, man. It's and like some Steve Austin type shit. Little we, show. we should get one of them on here. Oh, dude. Maybe we should talk to him and be like, hey, man, so why did you get into Mitchell? Well, so yeah, like, what? I know they do travel a lot. Yeah, they gotta make buku money. Oh, I bet. 100%. Entertainers, obviously. A lot of entertainers make good money. But at the same time, like, um, that would be a great fucking idea. At the same time, it's just. Finding the time to fit them into the art. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. even if, I know that they probably come into town multiple times. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it would be something that we could coordinate upon a later date. Because yeah. obviously, they probably know their schedule better. Bro, than it's absolutely. wild. I had I literally called them like a month ago, trying to get it all set up, and they're like, "No, nah, we're scheduled till October 1st. I was like, "Holy shit, it's uh, April! Like y'all have like four or five months worth of." Of gigs going on, just work there straight up, dude. Like, yeah. they, and like, you gotta think about that. It's literally one fucking night. 
Yeah. One night. So every fucking time they perform, they're getting absolutely. That's, that's, I think they're like the next day they're gonna be at another bar in San Antonio, and then like they travel on to another spot. It's it's actually pretty crazy. I mean, to be honest, for a midget, like that has to be a pretty solid gig. Hell yeah! I mean, bro. you just gotta swallow your pride for like a little bit and just have a good time. But and, and that's why I like it because you can tell these guys are like, dude, I fucking they don't they know fucking who know I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll be exactly which and, is insane. And which is great because that, like you know that they wanna they wanna be there to make people happy and and keep them entertained. Dude. And and it's dude, they, so they fucking play it off good, you know. Yeah. Like pride, yeah. pride's the biggest killer, bro. Yeah, exactly. We'll be man. selling, we'll be selling tickets here pretty soon, so you guys look out for the tickets. Yeah, um, yeah. Just I mean, I think down. we're gonna have some like general admission stuff too, but there's gonna be some like upfront tables that might be a solid move. You know, that so. that might be the move. Get some ambitious yeah. scumbag shirts yeah, in our yeah. flag and just pop it right there, bro. Right on it. Say less. So cool. But so hey, nice. Austin, again, bro. Thank you for fucking coming dude, on, man. Yeah, being a scumbag, fucking hanging out. I enjoyed myself, man. I really did. Well, we'll definitely have you on again man because this was a fun time yeah the yeah conversation was genuine organic yeah. it was organic which is what we always want and um you just had a lot to offer and we appreciate you coming on man yeah man definitely like i said i have um i have a couple of buddies like seven both of my roommates um are insanely knowledgeable people um so i definitely like to sh- sh- like shoot them out as well but you know if y'all want to have some more people and, and a little more of a squad bro man. let us know yeah, let us know man. I think the, merrier. the merrier absolutely but absolutely. yeah man uh that's all i got though austin right. you got anything nah like i said i mean we're gonna we're definitely out in, in, in downtown cibolo we're gonna have some cool meet and greets and stuff um we have we have some pretty cool um happy hours from three to six monday to friday um, we're always open on the weekends and have a bunch of different food trucks coming throughout and live music and all Hell that yeah, right. so We'll definitely like to see you guys out there for sure. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Get out there. Ernie's bar, bro. Let's All get right, it. Let's be get there it. or be lame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you guys. Later, guys. Like.